Jesus' name. I was looking up here. I could quote it, but I want to tell you where it's at. It's in Mark chapter 16. There's something I want to tell you this morning. See, when we're thinking about God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. We live in a dark world. And he's not defeated. And he's not going to be defeated. But when we're talking about in Jesus' name, that's not a cute way that we end prayer when we pray over our food. When you say in Jesus' name, when you say in Jesus' name, what you're really talking about is by the authority of Jesus Christ that he has given me I'll give you an example so maybe you can understand. When somebody goes in my name, they better have my approval. <laughs> when Katrina, uh, she's, the, she's the administrative assistant and church secretary, when, when she makes a phone call, if she's just calling and asking questions, that's one thing. But when she calls and says, Pastor said, or the pastor sent me, see, she's going in my name. And that means she's going with any authority that I have in the situation, even though I'm not present. Jesus said in Mark 16, he says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Who's speaking? Jesus. What's he given you? The authority, the power to use his name. He says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly things, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not because it's me and not because it's you. Because of the authority and the power of his name that he has given us. So when we sing, think about what you're singing. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. Aren't you? Yeah, it's in Jesus' name. See, we win in Jesus' name. We can watch the news and see what's going on around us, but don't be discouraged because he's still fighting for us. He's still pushing back the darkness, and there's still power in the name of Jesus. Sing it. the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. And we will shout it out, shout it out. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken.
I'm thankful there's still power in the name of Jesus. Still today, he's as powerful as he ever was. He's still the same. Yesterday, today, he'll be the same tomorrow. He's still the same. The world would have you believe that Christianity is dying and the church is weak. We may be in a hard spot, but God has not changed, and he will show his power if people will stand and declare what's true. You can be seated just for a moment this morning. Got a few announcements, and then I have something I'd like to say before we move any further. Women's Ministries will host a ladies' fellowship and cooking decorating class Friday, June 3rd at, with Baker's Joy. The cost is $40. The deadline is Sunday, May 29th, and there's still a sign-up sheet in the, at the Welcome Center. I believe several have already done that. It said Royal Rangers, that's the boys' ministry, will have a camp out July 7th through 9th. This is for all Royal Rangers. Please, please see Pastor Jason, Commander Clifton, or Cody, Commander Nate for details. If you got uh, young, if you got a young man that's in Royal Rangers and they'd like to go on that, see one of these guys. We want them to go on that. Yes. Don't forget that um, I think just a few weeks from now, just under a month, that Heather and I will be traveling to Ghana, West Africa, to once again to build churches to get pastors through Bible school and stock the orphanages and we need your help always 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 can I can I update you on something about mag church I wrote a little bit about it on Facebook last night in the middle of the night because it's just on my mind thought because there's there's church growth programs here and gurus there and every every scheme you can come up with but you know what works what still works is to preach the word preach the word unashamedly, no holds barred, just preach the word and allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in the hearts and lives of the people, a chance to respond to his word, that we pray, that we walk in obedience. This church gives you the opportunity for fellowship beyond the services at least twice a week. And I mean, I just gave you announcements on others. Where there's always something to plug into to have, to be a part of the body of Christ beyond the services. And not only that, it's, it's the Great Commission, the, the mission, co-mission, the co-mission. As of, we've, we've done a little tally seeing where we're at this week. And as of right now, Mag Church supports 67 missionaries and ministers every month, every month, 67. You have to understand the magnitude of that, especially for a church this size. We, we support 67 missionaries and, and ministers every single month, and it is the number two line item in this church's budget outside of staff payroll, and that is very, and it's not very far from being the number one line item on the, this church's budget is the commission to the gospel all the way around. If you want to know why we've survived Two hurricanes that flooded us out while we thrived through COVID <laughs> and grew and while we're still growing and while lives are still being changed, it's because the truth of the Word of God, the moving of His Holy Spirit, and obedience to the Great Commission. That is why. That is why. And to that, I say thank you to the heart of this church. Can't do it alone. We'll be going to Ghana 
West Africa, June 16th, and anybody that wants to contribute to that, there's always the opportunity on the, the giving app or in cash check, however you do it. Uh, we, it all goes to the same place, and this church is making a huge difference in that country. That We have missionaries we send, that we help send all over the world, but this mission is our mission. You hear me? This mission is this church's mission. And if you would uh, afford me just a few minutes to just, uh, I, I, as the pastor of Mag Church, I want to make a public statement. I'll call it an open letter out loud, if that's okay. Is that all right? I, I, I have something I, I think it's time to, to say something about. As you know, all over this country and all over the world, the foundations are under attack. That's family, education, law and order, the church, the word. But within the church, within the body of Christ, there is a compromising spirit and a, a foundational attack going on as well. Hear me, hear me right, because I'm not here to, to lambast or anything else. I'm just here because there's a time to stand. How many of you know there is a time to stand? I want to say something. I work, see this here? I, I received that a couple of weeks ago. It usually goes around my neck, but I'll, say, I'll spare you that. But that's an ordination mantle. I worked 22 years for that. Could have had it in a few years, but life's personal tragedies that in my own family. I worked 22 years to be ordained by the General Council of the Assemblies of God. And I did that and stayed with I've been there all my life, but I stuck with through everything because of what we believe foundationally. What you believe matters. And there are 16 fundamental Bible doctrines that we, that we build our life on. They're, I wouldn't call them AG doctrines. They are 16 fundamental Bible doctrines. And that is the doctrines that this church, that this church, Mag Church, was organized around. It's what we agreed to. That's why when, when, we, when we organized this local body of believers, it was based on fundamental doctrine that we, that we agree with. That's not the exclusion of the body of Christ. We, anybody that's saved by the blood of Jesus, you're my brother, you're my sister. But we built, we, we, but we organized upon 16 fundamental truths. I ordained upon 16 fundamental truths that I sign every year that I agree to. Fundamental means just what it means. The scriptures are inspired. I'll just give you the headline, all right? Stay with me, it's important. The scriptures are inspired. If that's not true, nothing else matters. That there's one true God. If that's not true, then nothing else matters. We believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ that is under attack from within like you would never believe. We still believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the eternal son of God, that he was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, did a life of miracles, that he did a substitutionary work at the cross, that he was in bodily resurrected, and he is exalted to the right hand of the Father. We still serve the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. We still believe in the salvation of man. 
We still believe in the ordinance of the ch ordinances of the church, which is baptism in water and, and the Lord's Supper. We still believe in the baptism and the Holy Ghost, and we still believe that it's evidenced by, the, by speaking in other tongues. We still believe in the sanctifying power of the blood of Jesus that brings you into holiness. We still believe in the church and its mission. We, we still believe in the ministry and its mission. We still believe in divine healing. We still believe in the blessed hope. We still believe in the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we still believe in a final judgment. And we still believe in a new heaven and in a new earth. And why am I telling you this? Because... At the last general council last year, the first shot was that there was a need to be a rewriting and a clarification of the fundamental doctrine of the church. Thankfully, it failed. But right now, as we speak, there's AG Credentialed Scholarship in Southern California that has written, uh, has a book that, that with the full knowledge of leadership that is, that is looking to, to rewrite fundamental doctrine on, on end time events, on rapture, on millennial reign, all of these things. All these things are duly noted. But two weeks ago, I received this magazine. This is Influence Magazine. This is the official, official voice and the official publication of the Assemblies of God. I wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy, so I opened it. It says, Influence Magazine is published by the General Council of Assemblies of God. Its publisher is Douglas E. Clay, which is the general superintendent. And the executive editor is George P. Wood. And in this edition of Influence Magazine is a, is a book review by George P. Wood on a man that, and his last statement was after he reviews still the ideal is suggestive after surveying the development of AG eschatology the doctor has a constructive suggestion about how to reframe articles 13 through 16 of the statement of fundamental truth as images of hope each will be explored as a pneumological image expressed in an eschatological longing that is charismatic of Pentecostal spirituality. It goes on to suggest four revisions, four rewrites, four complete rebuilds of foundational truth. And why I said all this to this church is, A, you're the, you're the, you're the membership of this body, and every one of you that joined this church read all of this and said, this is what I believe, and this is what I've agreed to. That's what this church was was framed around and set into order around. That is what I said that I agreed to for 22 years that it took me to earn this. And it's what that, they, that I have to sign every year that I agree to. This is the official voice. I can tell you right now that it was not printed without the full knowledge of everybody in leadership. And I'm here to tell you today that the day that they change the fundamental doctrines of truth is the day that I'm done. It's the day that I'm done. It's not, a, it's not a threat. I'm not making threats to anybody. I'm just telling you that I have not moved. That I have not moved. The you can attack the foundations if you want to, but I'm going to stand for them. With everything I've got, as the voice of the leader of Mag Church, speaking for the board of this church and the membership of this church, that whenever you, whenever you undermine the foundational truth that we agree to and we stand on, that I am done. So be praying. You think it doesn't matter? 
I can assure you it matters. It not only matters to this church, it matters to this world. We became the strongest and biggest missionary organization in the world in less than a hundred years because we stood on what's true. And I will still stand. Thank you for listening to me this morning. It's not my message, but it's the message. It's where we stand. And you don't need to be in the dark. You need to know what's going on and what we're up against. And I'm thankful that I have a church that stands on what's true. Amen. We have our ushers this morning. We'll receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering. I just happen to believe that you have to have the courage of your convictions. You can talk about anything you want to, but if you don't have the courage of your convictions, you're nothing. My father taught me that, that, that convictions mean nothing until you're willing to sacrifice them. We will stand. Amen. John, bless this offering this morning. Put your hands together this morning. Aren't you glad we serve a God that never changes? That existed before time began? Blessing and honor, glory and power, be unto the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Oh, let's sing that again. Blessing and honor, glory and power, be to the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Oh, and I love this. Oh, and every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne and worship you. Be exalted, O oh God, and your kingdom shall not pass away. Oh, ancient of days. Hallelujah. Blessing and honor, glory and power, be unto the ancient of days. We sing to you, Lord, all of creation, bow before the ancient of all. Oh, let's sing it again. Blessing and honor, blessing and honor. Every nation, all of creation, bow 
for the ancient of days And every tongue, and every tongue in heaven and earth Shall declare your glory, every knee shall bow in the throne Here to worship you, be exalted, O God And your kingdom shall not pass away For ancient of days Oh, let's sing it one more time Blessing and honor Blessing and honor Glory and power Be to the ancient of days From every nation All of creation We will bow before the ancient of days one more time, for oh, blessing and honor, glory and power, be to the ancient day. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Yes, for oh, when every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory, every knee shall bow in about you will be exalted oh god and your kingdom shall not pass away for eternal day your kingdom shall reign over all the earth sing to the ancient of day for none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing to the ancient of days. Your kingdom, your kingdom will reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. For none can compare to your matchless worth. Yes. Sing to the ancient of days. Oh, let's sing it again. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. We sing to you, Lord. None can compare to your matchless word. Sing to the ancient of days. Oh, forever tongue in heaven and earth. away for ancient of days your kingdom your kingdom shall reign over all the earth sing to the ancient of days none can compare to your matchless work we will sing into the ancient of days. The kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. Hallelujah. For none can compare to your matchless work. Sing to the ancient. Oh, one more time. Yes, your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. To the ancient of days, for none 
Just the beginning, amen. Just the beginning. While I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea. Heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Yes, thank you, Lord, cause your love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me oh thank you lord love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me Oh, I thank you, God, I have a Savior. Hallelujah. All my heart to Him I give, ever to Him I'll cling. In His blessed presence, ever His praises sing. Hallelujah. Love so mighty and so true. There it's my soul's best songs Faithful, loving, service to, to Him belong Oh, Your love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help 
Love lifted me. Oh, how it did. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love him lifted me. Oh, let's sing that second verse again. All my heart, all my heart, to him I'll give. Oh, yes, I will. In his blessed presence live. Ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true merits my soul's best songs. Faithful, loving service to to you belongs. Oh, your love lifted me. Your love lifted me. When Nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing. Oh, can you sing it today? Love lifted. in danger look above Jesus completely saves and he will lift you by his love out of the angry waves he's the master of the sea billows his will obey he your savior wants to be be saved today as he will your love hallelujah love did yes he did nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me Nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Oh, can we sing it one more time? Oh, your love lifted me, Lord. Save me from my sin, God. Nothing else could help. Love lifted Oh, just one more time. Love lifted me. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah.
He's worthy.
one more time. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing can for sin atone. It's that verse. Sing it. Not of good. You have it? Sing the chorus again then. Oh, precious is the Lord. sitting looking at the scripture trying to find a starting and a jumping off point so we may just read a bunch this morning nothing but the blood of Jesus we have a generation that's heard every self help method that man can scheme yet they're lost in the darkness we have church bodies that have sold out to crowds and finances rather than just tell you there's nothing but the blood of Jesus There's not, do you know why America has been great for 250 some odd years? It's not because we haven't had dark times. And it's not because of government or politics. It's been because of the gospel of Jesus Christ has been our greatest export from our founding. It's because when it, would begin, when it began to get dark, there was a great awakening. And when the light of the gospel was growing dim, there was a Charles Finney, and there was a second great awakening. And I can tell you today that what's going to change everything is an awakening. Not of psychobabble and self-help, but of a proclamation of nothing but the blood 
of Jesus. It's everything. We need an, a fresh outpouring, not another outpouring, a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. We've got to have it. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again. Has begotten us again. Begotten is the, is, is the manner of birth. He says, has begotten us again. He's talking about that he gave us the opportunity to be born again. You know, Jesus, when Nicodemus came to him by night and began to ask him questions, he said, you must be born again. In this, oh, go ahead and hear me. In this world of born that way and born this way and arguments over this, I, I, have, I have no argument for you today. And only for one reason. Because the Bible says, David said, I was born in sin and in my mother's womb I was shaken, shaken, shaken in iniquity. I was born in sin, shaping in iniquity. The Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. So I'm not going to argue the origin of your birth and your proclivities and, and your fallings and your failings. But I will tell you that is the reason that says, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. You must be. It's the reason Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. He said, what shall I enter into my mother's womb again? He says, oh no. What is, he said, what is what's born of flesh is flesh. What is born of spirit is spirit. He said, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Natural birth and spiritual birth. Not just, not just the preacher, not just grandma, you. It's your only hope. Say, I don't believe all that stuff this morning, preacher. I see faces in this room I've never seen before. We love you and glad you're here. Some, some of you returning brand new. Mag loves you. This preacher loves you. We want you here. You have found a church home if you're looking for one. And while you're here, you're going to hear about the love of God that, that loved you enough that Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says that while I was yet a sinner... See, you didn't wait on me. I say, I talk to people. I say, I'll, I'll, I'll come get right. I'll come when I get everything straightened up. You're not going to get everything straightened up. If you could get everything straightened up, then Jesus didn't have to die. But every man needed a Savior. Every man. It's not a weak thing. It's a human condition thing. Every man. Every woman of Adam's race needs a savior that's the gospel it says that he that in his mercy he has gotten us again to, to a lively hope a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead 
to an, in, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven to you, who are kept by the power of God through faith to salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice through now for a season, if need be. We've been preaching in James on Wednesday night about the trying of our faith. He says to count it all joy when you endure various trials. Remember? He says, he says the great, wherein, Peter says, wherein you greatly rejoice for now for a season, if need be. That you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That's through various testing, through various trials. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Oh my goodness. Because I'm going to tell you something. The last three, week, three weeks, I feel like I've been pulled through a knot hole backwards. Oh, I, sometimes I forget I'm talking to people that's not from the hills in Arkansas. don't know what I'm talking about. If you was in Arkansas, you'd know what I was talking about. Been pulled the wrong way through a narrow spot. Every day, trying of your faith, various trials. It's like everything in the, and, and that can be thrown at you gets thrown at you. That's been the last few weeks. There, maybe you feel like you're living in the boilerplate too. He says, to, I, 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 he re, he's reminding me. That when I was reading 1 Peter, I'm reading for another subject. And this morning he is reminding me that the trying of my faith is more precious than gold. That perishes. Though it be tried with fire, might it be found to praise and honor and the glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whom, we've not, whom having not seen you love, and whom thou, though you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with unspeakable and full of joy. That you rejoice will be unspeakable and full of joy. Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. For the sake of time, can we... Skip down to verse 13. Wherefore, in light of, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Can I repeat something? Gird up the loins of your mind. What is it talking Pull your, protect your mind. Pull up that everything centers around what you think. Do you understand that everything? Why do you think the media, the politics, the, the, the social media, Twitter? Why do, can I ask you a crazy question, but it's the, the question of the day. Why do you think the world is about to lose its mind that a man wants to buy a social media platform? And tell people that they, they will be free to tweet. Why? 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 This is not a planned, this is not a planned comment. This is a, 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 a divine revelation comment. Gird up the loins of your mind. Why do you think 
that, that half of the world is about to lose their mind. They're, they've rent their garments. They've thrown dust in the air. They've got their hair on fire because a man is going to buy a social media platform and then take the, the, the restraint off because they know the influence and, and, the, and the thought influence is the most important thing that they, that they have is the power to affect the way you think. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Peter is saying to gird up the loins of your mind, to protect what you think. This enemy of our soul, the God of this world, knows that if he can control what you think, he can control you. If he, can, if he can control the social influence, if he can control the word, if he can control who gets to speak and who doesn't get to speak. Are you hearing me? Peter is writing here, the gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. It's time to quit being silly. Church, it's high time to quit being silly. Mom and dad, quit being silly. Get your, gird up the loins of your mind. Start thinking on the things that count. Quit, start thinking on the things that you can lay up in heaven. He says, don't lay up your treasure on earth where, where the moths can eat it and rust can corrupt it, but lay up your treasure in heaven where the moths can't get to it, where the, where, where the rust can't affect it. It's time, it says, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. The same writer, Peter, also wrote in, in his second epistle, I believe, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil. Make no mistake about it, young man, young lady, you have an adversary. Make no mistake at every attack that you've experienced in, the la in your entire life, but in the last month it's about ran you crazy. Because the battlefield's between your ears. The battlefield is between your ears. Gird up the loins of your mind and understand, I want somebody in this house, young and old, to hear the preacher this morning, that every thought that, 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 that we are supposed to uh, apprehend, to capture every thought that lifts itself up against the knowledge of God, we are supposed to cast it down. Young lady, you're not worthless. Young man, you, you can make it. Gird up the loins of your mind. What you believe, what you think matters. It's high time. Make no mistake, you have an adversary. He's, a, he's, a, he's vicious as a junkyard dog. He's real. He's no, he's no match for the God that you can serve. But he is real. On your own, you are no match for him. He will destroy you. But in him, in Christ, he is no match because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. It, it means sober-minded. It means to be clear thinking. Get the blinders off. Get, get, get the influences out. Don't, don't, get, the, get the intoxicants out of your brain, physical and spiritual. Be sober. 
Because if you're not sober in thought and in, and, and, and in physical, then your reactions are slowed. You're impaired. Be sober. Be vigilant. That means ever on guard. There is no time to slack today. You have no time to let your guard down because this enemy of yours is relentless. He never takes a day off. He never, he doesn't even take a coffee break. Vacations are out of the question. And he has one goal, according to John chapter 10. It says, the thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Say it with me. The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's his only goal. Jesus speaking, he said, but I am come that you might have life and have life more abundant. If you're not recognizing life and abundant life in your life today, then you need to turn to the giver of life. He's not the author of confusion. He's a God of order. He, 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 is, he, he does everything for your good, nothing for your bad. If you're poisoned in your mind, downtrodden in your mind, it is an attack of the enemy. If, when you're under spiritual attack from the enemy, I, I, I'll make some of you mad, and you're just going to get, you're just gonna have to be mad. There is no treatment for the, uh, for the ongoing, overbearing onslaught of the enemy other than the power of the, of the Holy Ghost through the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't counsel it out. You can't medicate it out. You can't talk it out. There's no, if you can do any of those things, then what Jesus done at Calvary was a waste of his time. It was more, you know, it was more that I get to go to heaven. I heard Brother Clinton say last night, and man, it's, see, Jesus didn't save me so I could go to heaven. That was a benefit. Jesus saved me so a holy God could live in me. Jesus saved me so I, so I would be clean so a holy God could live inside of me. And the benefit is I get to spend eternity with him. He saved me, listen to me, so a holy God can live in a defiled vessel. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. It's why he came to this earth. It's why Isaiah prophesied of him. He said he came into his own, but his own received him not. It said he was, that he was smitten and, and forsaken. But it said that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace. Where's it happen? Where's peace take place? The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, Isaiah said, we, we are healed. Peter said, by his stripes, we were healed. It's already done. 
See, he came not just to get me to heaven. He made, he made me a, 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 a earthly vessel, the temple. The Bible says, know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He made me a sinner, a vile wretch, a worthless dog, a, a, dead, a dead in my trespasses and sin. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. He washed me clean and made me suitable for the living God to live inside of me. First Peter, before the, in the, between what I just read you, it says that we have something that the angels want to look in on. It's available to you today. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Gird up the loins. The, the, the time of, of playing games with God is over. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that has brought you to the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the, your former lust in your ignorance. When you come to him, he will change you and the things you used to do because you were ignorant. See, when you, when you do things when you're lost out of ignorance, it's because you didn't know better. When you do things that are wrong when you've been born again, you're no longer ignorant, you're stupid. Oh. Sometimes I forget that mama taught me not to call people stupid. You're playing games with God, and that's stupid. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Knowing the hope. And it says, and, and as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of ignorance, but he, as he which has called you is holy. So be you holy in all manner of conservation or behavior because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Maybe you're in this room and you say, well, he finally got to it. Now he's got to the holier than thou thing. God didn't call us to be holier than thou. Holier than thou is a stinky, nasty religious attitude that God doesn't even recognize and he's nowhere around it. Holiness is a gift of God. I can't be holy without him. But when I'm in him, I'm holy. Not because of me, but because of him. Do you understand that his holiness was given to you? When, but because of this, what, the, the, what a, a scholar would call this vicarious atonement, because uh, that he, 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 didn't, he died for my sin, not his, he was perfect. He took my place, and because of, the, of that spotless, sinless blood that he shed for me, when I, he, when I accept him as Lord and Savior, that God no longer sees my sin, he sees his blood. Be sober, be vigilant, 
For your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There's an enemy of your soul that's trying to destroy you. You want to know what's going on on the news? You want to know why we're coming apart at the seams? You want to know why it's a new crisis every day? You want to know why you're overwhelmed? Do you want to know why you can't sleep? Do you want to know why you have ulcers? Do you want to know why you have diarrhea? Do you want to have, do you want to know why you're fighting all the time? Do you want to know why your kids can't even, why your kids can't even start a lawnmower? It's because we're not sober and we're not serious and we don't realize that we're at a point in time where the attack is on the mind, where, where he's got our mind on everything and we're, no, and, we, and we're still trying to self-help and self-medicate and self-everything else whenever self has nothing to do with it, whenever I make him my Lord. He's not just something, he's not just something I add to my shelf. There too many times people are saying, I'll take Jesus and all they've done was add Jesus to their shelf and they've not changed a thing because he never became Lord when he becomes Lord you will change and you will no longer be walking in ignorance as you were before you're going to begin to walk holy I've been looking a lot at holy because we have people coming to mag from all different backgrounds nowadays with everybody having a different idea of what it is to be holy let me tell you, God still expects repentance and he still expects his people to walk in holiness. But his holiness is not religious dogma. His holiness is not religious dogma. His, his, his holiness is not a, a set of vain religious traditions. His holiness is not something that rejects people because they don't look like me and they don't look like you. His holiness is an imputed and imparted gift when you, when you say yes to him and you become, uh, you, you're no longer a child of Satan, but you become a child of God. When he adopts you into the family, he gives you what he is. And I am holy because he is holy. It simply means that I am becoming like him. See, I'm being conformed, the word says, into the image of his dear son. When he's your Lord, and whenever you begin to walk in righteousness and holiness, you will, I'll, I'll go ahead and give some people some things. You'll cover it up. I'm not talking about clothesline junk. I don't care how you dress. You're welcomed here. As long, we, I mean, if you're a child of God, we expect you to be modest. That means you're going to cover it up. If you're not a child of God, we're going to pray for you. We're going to preach to you. We're going to work with you. We're going to be patient with you and because I can't clean you up anyway. Amen. Somebody hear me at Mag Church this morning, hear what the preacher's saying. I'm the preacher, not the Holy Ghost. You're a child of God, not the Holy Ghost. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me right now. I'm, ta I'm talking about the, gird up the loins of your mind. I'm talking about adjusting your thinking. I'm talking about but, but to, to, to believe what the Word says about you, to believe what Jesus says about you, to apply, to be clothed in what He's done for you, and you'll begin to walk in holiness. But I'm going to tell you, it said, the Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. I am not the Holy Ghost. This church is not the Holy Ghost. Nobody's ever going to tell you how to do it. 
We're going to tell you what the Word says. Oh, somebody ain't hearing me. Y'all don't even know how important it is for Pentecostal preachers to be talking about that God knows what He's doing, that the Holy Ghost knows how to work in your life, that He knows how to tell you how to dress, He knows how to tell you how to talk, He knows how to tell you to quit going there and to quit going there and to quit watching this and to quit watching that. He said, because see, when you, whenever, you're in, whenever you're in Christ, you're a new creation, old things pass away, all things become new, and when He will change your want-tos, and when He changes your want-tos, He He'll start dealing with you individually. And mama won't have to tell you. The preacher won't have to tell you. The Sunday school teacher won't have to tell you. The religious upper, upper echelons won't have to tell you. You will know. And it's, it's better preaching than their amen. amen. But you will change. What am I telling you this morning, church? There's got to be a change of mind. You've got to protect what you think, protect what you watch. Hey, we used to sing cute little songs in Sunday school. We should bring them back. We might not have to sing it on Sunday morning. <laughs> Never mind Sunday school. Never mind my kids. See, when you get saved, things begin, you begin, because we used to sing, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Thank you. <laughs> be careful, little eyes, what you see. Yeah. For the Father up above, He's looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Yeah. Be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above, He's looking down in love. So be careful, little feet, where you go. One more. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Pause a second. Be careful what's in your AirPods. Be careful who your influences are. Be careful. Be careful of what your movies you watch. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above, He's looking down in love. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. Yeah. What is all that talking about? That's protecting your mind. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to Him, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. That the preacher may prove. That the deacon can prove. That the Sunday school teacher can prove. By the trans by the transforming of your mind that you may prove, that you may prove what is the perfect and acceptable 
What is the good and the perfect and the acceptable will of God? It's the will of God that you renew your mind. It matters where you go. It matters what you listen to. It matters what you believe this morning. If they, somebody here, preacher's not your watchdog. See, that's one of the things about religion. People think that, that, that the church folks are after them to tell them how to live. If the Holy Ghost can't teach you how to live, then there's nothing I can do. If there's not a change in your heart, all the religious pressure in the world is not going to do you any good. I mean, you don't have to run down the hall to the next theater if you see me coming. You're probably not going to see me coming anyway because I can't find anything that Hollywood's producing that's good for my mind and it costs too much. But do you do? I mean, I'm not, you do what you want to. But you can't affect, you can't, you can't think that what you put in won't come out. We used to say, you are what you eat. Remember that? I would say spiritually, for too long, we've been on Twinkies and spiritual ding-dongs. And we're paying the price for it. It matters where you go. See, David's, one of David's greatest failures was because he was at home instead of being a... It said, the Bible says that it, was, that it was the time when the kings go to battle that David was in the palace. If David, as be careful of feet, if David would have been where he belonged, he would have never failed with Bathsheba. What you hear, what you see, it matters. Where you go, what you see, what you hear, it's all about girding up the loins of your mind and being sober. Far too long, we've made proclamations like, I would die for these things. I, I, I'd die for America. I would, I would die for the church. I would die for God. I have a hard time you believe, believing that you'll die for any of those things if you're not willing to live for any of them. I have a real hard time believing that. We've got to be sober and remember that we're no longer walking in darkness, we're walking in light. And he's here for you today. He says, For in so much you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conservation received by traditions of your fathers. I needed to get to that. I was not saved by my traditions. I was not saved by an order of service somewhere. I was not saved by a religious dress code. I was not, I was not saved by dogma and I'm, not, and I'm not saved by any tradition. I am saved by the blood of the Lamb by walking in his word and by letting and by walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Church today, it's time to gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. 
I've been very frank for weeks on where we're at in this world, and I, and, and I want you to know the reality of it, but I don't want you to leave today without knowing that you have, if you're in Him and, and you're walking in Him full of His power, that you have nothing to fear outside in this world. The church has nothing to fear. It doesn't mean you'll be immune from what happens in this world. It doesn't mean that times that things won't get rough. It doesn't mean that you won't have to depend on God. But it means that the, that the end is written. It, it, it means that, he, that he's promised to be with you. He's promised to walk with you. He's promised I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's, he's already laid down his life. And greater love has no man than this to lay down his life for a friend. Say, I know all this is going on. It's a sober moment right now because I know my own life, my family's life, and all the people that I deal with every day, and I hear all the time the stress, the anxiety that I can't sleep, the medical issues, the, the, all, everything going on, and it's because we've forgotten our source. We're listening to the noise whenever the answer's before us. And if we'll change what we're thinking about, change what we're listening to, change our influences, you will be able to be, live in peace. That's part of the Christian walk. It was more than I get to go to heaven. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by stripes, we're healed. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the help of the helper. The one who comes along beside. Lord, I pray all over this room, both present and those watching my live stream and those that will watch in the weeks to come, that by the power of the preached word, that eyes will be opened, that bondages will be released, that, that, that minds will be protected, that, that, I, that we will realize that we cast down every imagination and high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. I believe what you say about me, not how the world defines me. And Lord, I thank you that through every trial, every temptation, and every test of faith, that you're going to walk me through and I'm going to be better on the other side. I'm going to be stronger when I come through. I'm going to be ready for the fight because I've been tested and tried by fire and I'm going to come forth as precious gold. Lord, I thank you that everyone in the set, that the promise is not just for me, but for every believer. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand all over the house this morning. And I would ask that you give careful consideration to the next few moments. This would be the time to bind, to, to gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. You're not, you're not here to be honest with me or your spouse or your children or your neighbor. Right now in these moments, it's, it's between you and God and the Spirit of God dealing with your heart and where you're at. The first and foremost things is the promises of this book are for his children. We're all his creation, but you become his child when you, when you accept his son as your Lord and Savior. All over this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, I would ask you, 
without anyone look around. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I don't know that peace. I don't, ha- I don't have that peace this morning. Would you just slip your hand up and write back down? We're not going to embarrass you. I promise never have, never will. If, that's, if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I, I don't have it, but I need it. Can I see your hand just very quickly? See one. Is there another? Is there, is there one more? I'm looking quickly. It's between you and God. Nobody's looking around. Is that you? Are you here? Then I'd ask you one more question, everybody looking at me. Before we go one step further, let's pray. Pray with me, everybody in the room. Everybody. Dear God, I love you today. Lord, I'm the one today that I realize that I need you. All over this room, I need you. All over this room, if it's the first time or the 10,000th time, Lord, I need you. And Lord, I'm the one that I need you as Savior and Lord today. Lord, it's me. I confess you today as my Savior, as my Lord. Lord, I ask you, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. And I will put my faith in who you are and what you've done for the rest of my life. And I'll walk with you as you walk with me. Lord, wash me, cleanse me, make me whole. And I'll pray it in the name of the one who paid the price, in the name of Jesus. Praying prayers out of rote won't do anything for anybody, but when you, when you make a confession in prayer and faith, and you believe, when you believe it, when you, when you confess him as Savior in faith, then the Bible says that, he'll, that he saves you. And then he'll, he gives you the peace and the ability to walk with him. But all over this house today, Christians, I'm going to trust the rest of us are believers. All over this house today, he will give you peace in a troubled world. And there's nothing I need more. There's nothing you need more than to have to know who you, where you stand and have peace in a troubled world. Anybody but me? I need peace in a troubled world. Am I uh, I need I need peace in a troubled world. Is there anybody else? all over this house. Why don't you slip that other hand up and just tell him, Lord, I need you. I need you. 
He hears the cry of his children. Lord, I need you today. I need you. Church, sometimes that's all, that's all it's, Lord, I need you. Help me. We make it so complicated. Lord, I need you today. Help me. Go with me. And I'll go with you. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing it. Jesus, sing it. Peace, peace. Yes. Wonderful peace. peace. Coming, coming down, down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. Sweep over my spirit. Forever I pray. Forever I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Sing it one more time as you go. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever. Fathomless billows of love. Take somebody's hand, take somebody's hand, come and lift them up. Forever I pray in 